I'm excited to announce that we are now on Patreon. Now we have created a platform where you can actually join for free and choose membership tier levels that you can subscribe to monthly and unsubscribe at any time. My goal in creating our Patreon is to break down the high barrier for learning the Taya practice and receiving the coaching from the Taya team of coaches. While we will continue to have boot camp and it will continue to be a highly transformative, life-changing experience, I want to begin offering these teachings to the world at a much lower point of entry. So we've created a Patreon account where you can join for free and receive daily inspiration from the stream. You can donate as little as $10 per month and receive the expanded roundtable version of this podcast, among other things. You can also move up to the $25 level where I will be channeling the stream live every single week and you will be invited to our popular stream summits via Zoom for no extra charge. So what used to cost $75 to attend, you will now be able to attend unlimited for $25 per month. And at the $50 a month level, you will be able to interact directly with our coaches every single week. So regardless of what your budget is, we have something for you on our Patreon account. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. I am here today with two Taya practitioners, Taiists. We're calling ourselves Taiists these days, I guess. And uh, a current Taya coach and a soon-to-be Taya coach, uh, both with extensive coaching backgrounds that I'll let them share with you. Uh, They both have very interesting backgrounds and very interesting backgrounds in regard to this very special topic that impacts all of us, all creation, death. We're going, we're going to dive into death with the stream today, and I, I couldn't think of two more perfect people uh, to come on and have a conversation with the stream about the topic of death. It's a big topic for, for everyone. It's a major uh, driver of fear in our world, and it's something that's on everyone's mind because we all know that the death experience is inevitable for us uh, in, in terms of experiencing it with friends and loved ones at some point, and certainly our own experience with it at some point. So it's in the back of everyone's mind at all times. And we're going to get really, really into it with the stream today. So welcome Shannon O'Flaherty and Sandra Kudujar. And Shannon, you're, you're from the United States, but you have lived quite some time. I'll just let you uh, kind of share your geographic location and then your, your extensive background uh, with the audience. And then we'll go to Sandra. Okay, thanks, yes. Uh, Yes, I've lived in England for 33 years now, longer than I actually lived in the States. And um, I also lived in South America for some of my formative years growing up. And I think I had a very, I think that's when spirit took me and claimed me as a shaman, as a child. That's what I've been told. And that's kind of what I feel like in my heart and soul. And I've had a very interesting life and have seen extreme poverty and experienced things as a young child that I guess perhaps a lot of other children don't experience until much later. And so maybe in my young formative mind, I was forming my own kind of perceptions about life and death and 
struggle and poverty and all of that while living a very blessed kind of Western existence. And then I did go on to study shamanism, which is my main path, along with a lot of other spiritual, wonderful tools, and really realized that there's, in our tradition, I studied the Incan shamanic tradition, is that there's, we have a, a life contract in this lifetime, that we've come here for a purpose to uh, find our to remember our purpose, to find our joy, or maybe to heal some past karmic stuff too, but that we have a contract with this life, which has always explained to me why some people leave so early, some people stick around a lot later, some people have all of these near-death experiences, lots of interesting things, and there's usually a story or a connection behind that in a nutshell but that we also have a lifeline and that when we die, our spirit continues to live and goes on. It's just in a different dimension. I've had some interesting experiences with dead people. So these are why I believe the things that I do because otherwise I'm insane. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think, I think death is a, a way that we transition to another level. And I'm really looking forward to hearing the streams take on it today. Very good. Awesome. Thank you, Shannon. Sandra? Yeah, I believe that too, Shannon, that uh, death is just a transition and it's the one guaranteed thing in life. Uh, I know people go through life, you know, so afraid of this because we're taught to be afraid of it. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's the one guaranteed thing that's going to happen in life. Uh, we just don't know how it's going to happen. Um, and that's what we're going to be talking about the stream about, I suppose, today. Um, so a bit of background of myself, um, I've been, I consider myself a shaman in training because you're, it's never really over. <laughs> you're always in training. It's never done. Um, and it started when I was a little girl as well. I lived quite a different life. I had, um, I had a lot of uh, experiences, let's say, with um, not just the death process itself when I was a kid observing other people and how they reacted to it, but I also was able to see people who had passed or transitioned on the other side. And it was quite the journey for me because no one believed me at one point. <laughs> my mom said I needed a psychiatrist. Um, and I just, this was my life and I just, I kind of hid it away and just continued on. And then when I was about 18 years old, I got a diagnosis of a, um, uh, I would say an immune disorder that I was told I would never recover from. And I'm a very stubborn human being. And I said, watch me, I will recover from this. And in that journey, thank God it happened. You, like you never see that as a gift when it first starts. But at that time, I did see it as a gift because it actually brought me into my spiritual journey that started so many years ago, over 30 years ago, really. And uh, then it brought me to uh, doing this work for others, for you know, guiding others through and uh, being a spiritual coach and healer for the last 15 years. So it's a beautiful journey and I'm glad to be here and uh, glad to dig deeper into this topic because I'm hoping after this uh, talk is through that people won't be as afraid of that process as um, as they they could be today. So, uh, and I know the stream will work its magic and uh, give us the information that's going to help others 
in, in this journey for everybody. Yeah. Very good. You, and all of you listening, you can see exactly why uh, I was guided to choose the two people to be on that are on. Uh, again, I couldn't think of two more uh, perfect people to, to come and, and talk to the stream about death. And we all share that, that commonality of having those experiences when we're really young. And it's interesting how the 3D world, the, the matrix, as we tend to refer to it, trying to not go into judgment of the matrix, but definitely talking about how humanity tends to operate. There, there are those of us kooks that are into all this weird woo-woo stuff that believe it and, and interact with it and know that it's very, very real. And then there's the, the, the part of society that doesn't want any part of that. They want to shut that down and they want to label us as you know these, these weird spiritual people. But when you're fully surrendered to the, the, the side of operating as a 3D human being as we are, connected to the energetic realm and playing in the energetic realm as a physical being, it's so magical. I can't imagine not living this way now. Mm -hmm. I cannot imagine what it must be like to have all of that so shut out and shut down that you're totally just focused on 3D. And we see how polarized it is. We see how, how, how uncomfortable it has to be to be in that much fear and that much judgment and that much I need to be right and you need to be wrong. And none of that stuff is real. What's real is right now, you've got to work hard, uh, hope for the best and just focus on your 3D reality where those of us that allow magic in our lives, we see magic showing up all day, every day. And the best part about it is getting over that hump of just not caring whether anybody thinks you're crazy or not anymore, right? Well, the kids don't care because they're still you know, children, babies come into this earth wide awake and really connected. Mm -hmm. And it's the adults that close them down because the adults think they have this imaginary invisible friend when really they're probably speaking to spirit and they don't realize that that's different or weird. Um, things that I realized later as an adult that I was experiencing as a child, I thought, oh, all right. I guess, you know, like seeing auras and stuff, I guess I never thought that everybody wasn't seeing things that I was because what do you have to compare it to when you're a little kid right but then you're slowly shut down and then as hopefully we reawaken as we're older and we just re-remember all of this cool stuff that we actually came in knowing so let's keep the children of the future awake and not yeah. shut them down. <laughs> yes. yeah I think that's a, that's a good that's a really good point because we we do remember that stuff and most people uh, if you really get into that depth of conversation, we'll tell you they had experiences and things that maybe they haven't paid attention to in a long time. But I had this and, and they try to, they rationalize it. And the, and the interesting thing is, is we create our own bubble of reality. So you could create a bubble of reality where you can absolutely rationalize all that stuff away. If that's your bubble of reality, then that's the experience you're having. But it, it's, it's because that is your vibration for that to not be your reality is your vibration. So your, your lack of connection to the energetic realm is a connection to the energetic realm, whether you realize it or not, it's just your version of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's All right. Well, let's, go ahead. Story, Shannon. I just thought, I, I just laughed at that story that Shannon told about the child talking to somebody and the parents telling them there's nothing there, your imaginary friend, because mine was really strong. I would make my mom cook for this person. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom used to tell me that she used to watch me in my room and I'd be talking to someone. I remember this person. 
-hmm. And um, I would be talking, you know, to this gentleman, he was an older man. Um, and uh, I used to go to her and say, can I have a sandwich for my friend? <laughs> she, she would indulge me, but she did think it was, it wasn't, it was crazy. <laughs> and so it's here like, I am. It's nice that she indulged you though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She made those sandwiches. <laughs> Did he eat the sandwiches? That, that's what I wanted. <laughs> that I don't remember. <laughs> All right, let's let's bring the stream in, and I know you two have lots of questions for them. So let's do uh, do our uh, little break, a uh, little breath work, a little intention to bring the stream in and to have them answer all of the questions that we all have, because they are here to answer questions. Whether you, it, it, it's something that they will extract the questions from the two of you that everyone is going to have listening to this in the future. So the stream is showing up, not just for the two of you, but in service of all humanity and certainly to those who are listening to this podcast. Right. So let's bring them in. What I liked best about Taya Bootcamp is I like the life that I have because of it. I like the person that I am because of it. I, I appreciate who I am. I, you know, I have worthiness. I, I have self-love. I have, uh, I have a just, you're just a different person. You really, every, you know, I've heard people talk about transformations, um, but I don't think you can go through Thai boot camp and not transform. I don't think you can complete this course and be the same person that you went into it as. You can't, you can't unlearn it. I mean, even if you only took away what you did in boot camp, you did something absolutely remarkable. Tie a boot camp is going to change whoever does it. Even if there's nothing more down the road for you, it doesn't matter. You will not be the same person. What you experience in that time is hugely transformational. We are here. Hello. Hi, stream. It's an honor to be here with you today. Uh, so we, I'm sure you already know, we have some questions about death and the death process today. Um, so I'd like to start with just a general question. Can you explain to all of us what the death cycle is, uh, what it means to transition? We, we will start with the fact that we have shared many, many times over and over again, and, and, and for those who are hearing these words shared by David, for the very first time, there is an energetic realm that is all creation. There is an energetic realm that, that is, is everywhere. There is an energetic realm that all creation is an expression of. You have many names for this energetic realm. You may call it the universe. You may call it source. You may call it God. You may call it by, by numerous things. And you may even identify it more in terms of independent singular beings. But understand the energetic realm is just that. It, it is consciousness. It is the energy of thought. It is an awareness it is an intelligence. It is all of those things. And it is not plural. It is truly singular. But as a physically manifested being, 
you are an extension of that consciousness experiencing a physical environment as an independent strand of consciousness. So in your physical environment, you feel very independent very often, but you are not truly independent. Your human consciousness, your, your ego, if you will, is that, that independent quality that is present. The wholeness of that which you are is that which we are. It, you are source as we are source. What, what David is doing when he is sharing with you is, is he is tapping into his source. But his source is exactly the same source as all creation source. You do not have variations in, in source. And there is no independent being in the energetic realm. The, the, they can be perceived that way, certainly, because it is an amalgam of energy. It's an array of energy. But it is all positive energy. It is all expansive energy. It is all intelligence. So in order for intelligence to expand, and intelligence is always seeking to expand, always seeking to become a more sophisticated version of itself, if you will, the, the physical experience offers the vehicle for that expansion. So you have the energetic realm, which is source, which is that which you are communicating with us when, when David is sharing us. Projecting into infinite physical formations. And all of these infinite physical formations are operating in vibrational flow because of polarity. You are well aware of polarity in your environment. Polarity is a factor in all physical creation because that polarity creates this mix of circumstances that is experienced by an ego or ego-like consciousness in physical. And in order to come and experience that, you, we, we will use the term need. You, to, to facilitate this experience, you need a physical vehicle to do it. Just like if you live in, a, in the city and you wish to go out to the beach, you need a physical vehicle to take you on that journey to the beach to go have the beach experience. As an eternal strand of consciousness, an eternal strand of our consciousness, you are utilizing a physical vehicle to come to earth and have an earthly human experience in this case. So your physical vehicle was never meant to be eternal. By design, no physical environment or, or, or state of being is eternal. The consciousness that powers it is eternal. But the vehicle itself, including your, your very planet, is not eternal. Even your scientists understand that there will be an ending to that which you call Earth. So there is meant to be a, a, a spark of consciousness that sparks physical creation that expands in physical, as you are well aware, and moves through uh, a journey. And moving through this journey, there is going to be a beginning, a middle, and an end. And the end of that process is what humanity refers to as the death process. You also refer, refer to it very often as crossing over to the other side, because there is an idea of, of finality and death among humanity. 
that it's that you don't know what's after that. You've been told it's many things, and you've also been told that it's nothing. So you're not exactly sure what belief system to assign yourselves to, but you know it comes to some sort of conclusion in physical. It's important to understand that there is that, that, that there is a, an amalgam of consciousness within you that is truly one consciousness. And think of it as the source consciousness that is that which you truly are, which is absolutely eternal, which is absolutely omnipresent and omniscient. And understand that that ego quality that gives you your unique human persona is something that is, is part of your, your physicality. It's part of your human experience. Just as when you take that weekend trip to the beach, you, you vibe with being at the beach. You are in a different state of vibration than you are when you are at home. So you are coming to earth as a human being to have the unique earth journey because your consciousness is seeking to express itself and have a certain experience. When you get into contracts and agreements and, and things of that nature, we stop short of, of using the term contract because very often human beings tend to, to think of contracts as, as very exact. Mm -hmm. And it's important for you to understand that your life journey is not exact. Your life journey is your actual real-time physical manifestation based on your operating system, which is your belief system, which is simply the collection of thoughts and ideas that you have created for yourselves as a reaction to what you've manifested in, in your paths. So you have this belief system, you come and have this journey. And as we've stated, there's a beginning, a middle and an end. And the conclusion of the journey is the conclusion of the expansive process that you came here to experience. And we do promise you that in the conclusion of that journey, regardless of how long it took in, in, in linear time and how it was, was operated or experienced, your eternal consciousness deeply appreciates exactly the experience that was had because it's all expansive, all of it. It is all making you a more sophisticated strand of consciousness contributing to the overall advancement and sophistication of that which we are, of source which creates the expansion of the universe. That is your true purpose, but you have more of a specific desire in terms of how much polarity, how much contrast, if you will, that you are seeking from that eternal strand of consciousness perspective. And that very much dictates your point of attraction or your alignment in your point of entry. This is why your... You, you, your journey may not even make it out of the womb. There are strands of consciousness that project in and, and, and any spark of creation has consciousness in it. So if you ask the question, does life begin at conception? Absolutely, it does even prior to that. Absolutely, it does. And that, that spark of consciousness coming in and seeking this unique physical expression experience may indeed not make it out of the womb, may be stillborn, may be even aborted. But there is value even in that experience because the, the, the human assigned judgment of, of what we refer to as the matrix, the human created belief system, 
believes that there is right and wrong and good and bad and, and, and better and worse ways to, to operate or to, to experience, from the eternal consciousness perspective, there is none of that. There is none of that. There, there is nothing judged as wrong or negative or should not be, including the being the aborted fetus, being the stillborn, being the one who, who arrives but is very sick and, 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 and transitions very quickly. There is value in all of those experiences. So can you talk to us about when a lot of people all at once die, like in COVID, uh, in war, in natural disasters, because that also ups the fear level that comes with humans being afraid of death. The collective consciousness gets higher with fear. So can you talk to us about all of these souls that are choosing to leave at the same time? The, the collective fear is what creates the manifestation of the collective departure. The, 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 your point of entry is a vibrational alignment point of entry. Your parents, your religion, your, your financial circumstances, your health, your race, your, your national origin, all of those things, even if you are not ready to, to claim it, even if you are saying that you would have never chosen XYZ, you are judging that from your human experience. The mm -hmm. same thing holds true for your exit. Your point of exit is very much about your focus. You, you are not always receiving your true desires. You, you all understand that very well. There are things each and every one of you desire that you have yet to manifest. That is what's that's driving you along this physical journey. These desires that you wish to experience but even allowing those desires and, and your drive to experience them to, to evolve as you become a more sophisticated version of you are, are not. The, the level of sophistication that is, is, is achieved is all about your understanding and the level of clarity that you're allowing in your physical being. Very often, human beings come and do not even contemplate the level of sophistication that is offered in their collection of experiences until they have left their physical vehicle and returned to their completed state of awareness of all things. The point of exit is a vibrational alignment. So when you hear things like that, you tend to think again, how in the world could 128 people boarding an airline all be in vibrational alignment with having a, a, a death experience in an airline crash. But that is exactly how the universe operates. The universe is, 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 is moving many, many steps ahead and behind of, of, of any event, especially a, an event of great magnitude, because the magnitude of the event draws more awareness to it. And notice that there was a time where there were far more airline crashes and then with the, the idea of safety and safety enhancements, there, there are, are fewer in your current time. But there's always going to be some other thing that comes along in a polarized environment that's going to create the same scenario. You, you, you have the, the concept of, of mass shootings. You have the concept of war. You have the concept of pandemics and illness and things of this nature. And anytime you have this concept that is born, humanity has the conscious choice whether to focus upon it or not. And if you focus upon it and you add fear to the mix and it, it is your focus, 
you will have a result that is an equal to that, an equal manifestation to exactly your vibration. So if your vibration is, I fear death, I fear death, I fear death, you are focused upon death. And you may not even manifest the death with via the means that you're fearing. There are some that, that, that feared COVID that crossed over in other ways. David and Michael were speaking very recently of all of the people that they've known over the last two years that have crossed over, yet not one of them was due to COVID. Cancer, heart attacks, all of these things, but not due to COVID. The, 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 the death toll clicked up a bit because humanity was focused on an imminent demise because of the mass fear around the disease or the, 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 the virus. But in time, what always occurs, that this is why everything is vibrational. So the idea of a deadly virus is introduced and it spreads like wildfire and there is mass fear around it. And the more fear there is around it, the more fear-like manifestations are going to be born from it. And you absolutely saw that transpire. But polarity, as much as polarity will, will take the collective consciousness vibration down a bit to where fear is more prevalent, polarity will also pull that vibration back up. That's why in time, notice that you, you have a saying, time heals all wounds. Time heals all things, ultimately, because in time, that collective fear becomes exhausting. And you, you, humanity simply turns its focus to something else. You, you absolutely have beings among you that are wanting to double down on pushing the fear because there is commerce and fear in your world. So continuing the narrative. David visited a, a, a place just yesterday where he was asked yet again to put on a mask. And, and, and again, it's, it's the powers that be wanting to keep that fear notion that you're all going to die of this notion alive because they have found a, a, a power in it. Whether it's the power of simply controlling others or the power of commerce in, the, in, in what he is jokingly calling the pandemic economy, because billions of dollars are, are generated from the idea of the pandemic. And the more fearful humanity is of it, the more will, they will pour dollars in, in, into those coffers. But that's also what is prolonging it. That is also exactly what has created the, the transition. We are not judging any of that. And we're not even guiding any of you to judge any of that. We are guiding you to be very clear that everything is vibrational and that humanity, just as you all individually in each of your individual life journeys, are moving through this up and down vibrational flow. And as you move through your vibrational flow, you are more and less susceptible to these lower vibrational fear-based ideas. But you all have your triggers. And the, the, the death trigger is very pronounced across humanity because it's easy to tap into. It's very easy to tap into humanity's fear of death because it's something that you all are aware that you are absolutely positively going to experience. So it's an easy fear trigger for 100% of humanity on some level. Until you detune the fear of death so much that you are able to truly live. And some of you hear these words and know exactly what we mean when we say that. Many more do not yet know that. But when you detune the fear of death and you detune the fear of sickness and you detune the fear of being alone and you detune the fear of poverty, 
notice how, how your vibration just goes up and up and up because fear acts as an anchor always on any topic. And usually always on some level will attract exactly what you are fearful of. But understand when we say usually it's because the energetic realm is never black and white. It is never every single human being that is fearing death is going to experience death at this time. But in terms of human beings collectively fearing death, human beings collectively having a fear around flying, human beings having a, a, a general vibration of, of not wellness, of, of, of perhaps even readiness to, to transition, all marching to board the same airline will absolutely create that experience. Those synchronicities are very real. They're all around you. And the more you start paying attention to them, the more you will see them show up. They were always there. You're just noticing them more now. Just like when you focus on a specific color and suddenly you start seeing vehicles and all sorts of things of that color that you never noticed before. Those synchronicities are showing up to you because you are indeed attracting it to you. So if you take away your fear of death, and um, you are, you're good with it. You're, you're up your spiral, you're going through life, uh, seeing everything from the eyes of source. So up your pyramid even. Um, does that mean you could prolong your death? Like, so you could live longer than others? Because I was always told um, in the spiritual industry, there's this thing where we talk about the contracts that you had mentioned and that we have a contract on when we can exit. And we have, I've always heard we had three, three types of exits that we can have to when we're done here on this earth plane and we transition out. Based on what you're saying, that is not true. So if you completely take out that fear of death, is that actually the key to having a longer, more abundant life then? Can that keep you living in this vessel a lot longer than somebody who does fear it? That will certainly do more for you than fearing death. Certainly it will, because it, it will allow you to live more in your now. It will allow you to not concern yourself at all, whether you are avo avoiding or, or the, the death experience or prolonging the life experience. Because if you fall back into that, and this is where we speak of the matrix, the human created matrix that is heavily laden with fear and judgment that humanity runs on. And, and all of humanity is in the matrix to some extent. But because you, you are physical and because it being in physical, you're in polarity and you are in a, a quantifiable state of being, many spiritual tools are more steeped in the matrix. The intention is, is, is not, there is no ill intent there. The, the creators of these human tools are intending to serve you on a higher spiritual level very often by still making things quantifiable. So if someone is telling you that there are three ways that you can exit, that is very much of the matrix, not of the energetic realm, because the energetic realm is fluid, is absolutely fluid. So there is not three, but there's a set of teachings that that is attempting to focus you on something different that is a little more outside the matrix, but it's still part of the matrix nonetheless. When you are completely fluid, completely of energy, and completely free from concerning yourself about a quantity of paths or a timing or whether your detuning of fear of death will prolong your life or not, then you have moved more and more and more out of the matrix. Moving more and more and more into an awareness 
that every single thing that you're experiencing as a human being is just an experience, including the death experience, including the, the physical decline experience. What transpires more times than not is that the, the human consciousness, the, the ego portion of you is, is perceiving this lifetime and you are absolutely born up to speed with the times that you project into. So you're all products of your timing. That's why you commiserate so much with, with those that are around your age, because you've had a similar experience in life. And the ones that are younger come along and they are, they are projecting into the time that they are projecting into that you created for them. And here they've projected into this time. And in some ways they are more sophisticated because you have made the earth environment more sophisticated. So they, they, they jump right in at that higher level of sophistication in a human created sense, meaning they are more up to speed with technology than you are, and certainly more up to speed with technology than, than, than generations prior, because they were, they were born of that time. But there are other elements that they are not sophisticated in because they have not yet had the life experience that you have had. David was laughing recently at this, 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 uh, this Greta person who is very much upset about the environment and the, the end of the earth environment. And she's very passionate about it and is, and is listened to by many, many people. Her passion stems from the fear-based belief system that she is projected into, and she has not yet experienced enough life experience to understand that some of you have heard all of this before. He was joking. How many times have you all heard that something is going to be the end of the world? Whether it's killer bees or the ozone layer evaporating or Y2K or any of these things, you live a few decades, you hear this same doomsday scenario being presented to you a few times over. And, and ultimately, many of you stop paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. But as your world becomes a more sophisticated version of itself, it starts to replicate and evolve even faster than your human consciousness does. So the world starts to get away from you naturally. Those that are in their, their 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s understand what we mean when we say that. You, you look around and realize the world is changing rapidly and you, you, you perhaps long for the good old days or you perhaps think of, of how rapidly to you thing, things seem to be changing now. And in that awareness, you feel the world begin to slip away from you as you age through the process. You're all different, so you all discern a preference to this differently, but by and large, you all end up feeling that the world has gotten away from you a bit. And in that feeling, your human consciousness begins to shut down a bit, all at different rates, certainly. And, and you're sort of, your, your ego is no longer pushing you as much. You've really learned to make peace with your ego in, in this scenario. And as you make peace with your ego, you're listening to your soul more. Your soul is always calling you forward through everything, but not in an ego sense. Your, your ego is your driver. And, and think about it, your ego is, is being the, the consciousness that pushes you as a human being. Your soul is, is sort of drawing you forward through an experience understanding that it is just that it is just an experience the 
the sudden death experience is just an experience. The long illness experience is just an experience. The poverty, the, 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 the prolonged illness, any of those things from the energetic realm, from your soul consciousness is just an experience that is being had in physical and, and, and understands very well that you are moving through this physical journey. And regardless of how it is operated or how is it experienced, there is great appreciation for it because it is making your persona, your, your eternal persona as a strand of eternal consciousness more sophisticated. So here you come, here you come, come this way, move through this human journey. And your ego is, is disconnecting desiring to return itself to its completed state without even you being aware of it in many cases. So you manifest illness. You manifest your, the aging process of your physical vehicles. You manifest sometimes the breaking down of your physical vehicles. It is possible through appreciation and the detuning of fear and judgment to have a very different experience through the aging and even the transition process. Absolutely. Than what humanity has in the matrix, which is very fear-based. So can you talk to us about uh, near-death experiences and um, also when, when people te technically die, but then they come back? Because certainly I know that I've nearly died a few times. It does really make you appreciate your life a whole lot more when you realize, yay, I'm not dead. But can you talk to us about that? Why, why does that sort of happen? It, the the, the near-death experience is just that. The, the, there, is, there has never been an experience, and, and we say never because this is not how the energetic realm operates. You, you are in your human consciousness. So in your human consciousness, you are absolutely in the energetic realm all the time. And, and you, you are very well aware, as has already, already been stated, that you all have varying levels of awareness of the energetic realm, interacting with, with other souls and, and things of this nature, uh, experiencing a, a, a physical version of the energetic realm. But understand that you are receiving that experience and that information in your, your physical vehicle, which is always going to sort of take that energetic realm signal, if you will, and decode it and translate it into something that makes sense to you as a human being. That's mm -hmm. the value of it. The value of the manifestation of the near-death experience is to understand the energetic realm on a higher level, but still at a way that you can comprehend it as a human being. You're eternal beings. There is no beginning and nor no end to that which you are. There is no there, there is no beginning or ending to the possibilities of the very next moment for you that you are perceiving. That is beyond your human per perception because you, you are here in, in a finite environment that is limited and quantifiable and all of those things. So everything that you are experiencing, you are using your ego consciousness to make sense of it in a way that it has value for you. And notice that it is not uncommon for those of you that are more at ease with the energetic realm to have more of these near-death type experiences, mm -hmm. out-of-body experience, essentially the same thing. But you're all going to have that experience and you are going to perceive it via your human operating system, which is your belief system. 
So those of you that believe in angels and spirit guides are going to interact with those types of beings in the energetic realm. Those of you that are religious may see the pearly gates of heaven or, or, or your version of God or, or some sort of deity in that experience. That There are religious people that have a near-death experience that come back and say they spoke with Jesus Christ or they spoke with God or Allah or, or whatever, whatever their belief system is delivering to them. And it's absolutely authentic for them. This black and white, true and not true concept is, is a human matrix created concept. The, the concept of Jesus Christ is absolutely as real, authentic, and serving in servitude as any other human created being. But it's all the energetic realm. It's all loving. It's all benevolent. It is all here delivering nothing but abundance to all of you all the time. Any separation from that is ego consciousness, is physical. The physical realm is, is the driver of everything that you perceive as ego, evil. So <clears throat> that's very interesting. I want to um, change it up a little bit. <laughs> what can a being like, you know, our, our soul get stuck in between the two worlds? So uh, we have a concept here in the matrix about ghosts, you know, earthbounds. Is this a possibility? Because I have had experience with this uh, for many years. And as a matter of fact, there was a um, young adult that passed away years ago um, quite quickly. And he would appear in pictures. His actual soul being, whatever you want to call it, would appear in pictures. Um, and you could see it clear, like clear as day. So I've always wondered, can that happen? And why does that happen? Being that you are all part of an energetic realm that is not out there somewhere. When, when a, a strand of consciousness is withdrawn from the physical vehicle, it does not cease to be and it does not go anywhere. It is everywhere. It is energy. It is consciousness. It is part of that which you call source. And that is you, once again, as one that is, is tuned in intentionally, in your case, to the energetic realm, experiencing that energy in a way, again, that your mind can decode it. And it is absolutely possible for a collective consciousness with a similar belief system vibing in that same vibration to even have a collective uh, out-of-body type of experience for, for a soul, if you will. To, to put it in layman's terms, two or three or five or 10 or 15 or 20 beings all seeing the same thing. If they're all dialed into that, but notice the greater the numbers are, the greater the number, the, the greater the likelihood of a few that are going to say they saw nothing because their belief system is not fully in alignment with everyone else that's around them. You are all crazy. I didn't see a thing. I don't know what you're talking about. While three or four others are absolutely saying they saw the same thing because they are believing, they are, are desiring to have the experience. They're not shutting it out due to a belief system that is very often rooted in fear or simply just a need to operate very in the matrix of 3D reality. If, if, if I see it, it's going to question my entire belief system. So I'm going to choose not to see it. Mm. And it is not a conscious choice. It is absolutely a vibrational choice that for them creates that reality. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is the reality they're creating. So you seeing 
the soul or a likeness of someone that is, is crossed over, that is your manifested experience, but it is absolutely authentic for you because it is you experiencing and observing the energetic realm void of, of the fear and judgment that others would have that would not allow such an experience. I see. Yeah, that makes total sense. Shannon, do you have a question? Well, yeah, I had, I had questions along, along those same lines because um, sometimes I have conversations with, with souls who have passed Right. And it's a very real conversation. Sometimes I can even feel feel their touch. Uh, sometimes it's more of a sensation that I just know that somebody is with me. And sometimes I see actual ghosts, sort of invisible people, but are, I mean, I even got out of the way for somebody to pass by me once when walking. And I was like, oh, that's an invisible person. Oh, and so I know those souls aren't, aren't dead exactly like the soul is still alive that, but... the consciousness is part of the energetic realm and, and you are receiving it in a way that is authentic and works for you mm -hmm. that, that's exactly what that is <laughs> you you have a belief system and, and 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 a lot of this for you specifically is because you held on to your connection to the energetic realm and didn't allow it to be worked out of you as as much of humanity does you are all aware of very young children interacting with the energetic realm and being told that it's not authentic, it's not real, or, or they need to see someone, they need to be told or even take medication to shut all of that down. And the, the young one is actually very tuned in to what's around all of you all the time and available to all of you all the time. But that singular human type perception of it is simply your intelligence, your human intelligence, creating a scenario for you that is delivering what you're seeking to manifest, which is a higher level connection to the energetic realm, but still in a way that serves you as a human being and meets your expectation of how you can serve humanity. So when you are, are, are offering up a reading for someone who is wanting to commune with their crossed over grandmother, you are reading that person as much as you are reading the energetic realm creating that connection for them in service of them. Anyone who is offering that type of service and, and, and they are doing it earnestly understands on some level that that's what they're doing, that they, that they're, they are creating this reading experience where they are able to tap into that energy as the, the, the quote unquote client knew them and have a real time conversation with that energy even though the grandmother is an eternal being expressing that that soul is expressing itself in infinite scenarios. Certainly the, the physical vehicle of the grandmother was one of infinite scenarios, but you're able to dial into that authentically and have that conversation that is in service of the one who is asking for the reading. So there's a lot of sadness around besides the fear of death. When, when people die, there's a lot of sadness around the loss of that person, especially when they're young. So if they're children that are dying and, and, and also because we were saying earlier that children are still awake. And so, well, they, they must not be afraid of death then at all because they understand that it's just a transition, 
but can you speak about this sadness and loss of people losing, especially young, younger ones? The, the, the suffering experience is an egocentric human experience. Again, there is nothing wrong with that. We want to be very clear. There's nothing wrong with your ego consciousness. You, you are here intentionally acquiring this, this physical vehicle that, that comes with an ego operating system that allows you to have your human experience. So ego is not bad. The matrix is not bad. What our message is, is we want to be very clear or helpful in clarifying for all of you, all of humanity, what is the matrix and what is eternal? What is your physical vehicle? What are aspects of your human experience and what is not? Because that is the level of, of awareness or sophistication that humanity is now readying itself for, which is exactly why we are flowing through David with this information. This information is for all of humanity and it will reach all of humanity. And the unique thing about David is that he's gotten out of the way of the message enough taken his own ego and his own judgment out of it enough to allow it to flow so purely that we are able to communicate with you that there is a human created matrix and then there is an energetic realm they are they they are one and the same because source is in all creation but there is a purpose to the matrix and the matrix is to to deliver this contrasting human experience but the matrix is falling away and, and something new is emerging for humanity. And we are very much part of that. The new awareness for humanity is to understand that all suffering is optional because all suffering is a matter of human judgment. There are environments where there, there is no environment like planet Earth. Every physical environment is, is unique, certainly. And your awareness of other environments is a very humanized version of other physical environments. That's why your science fiction and aliens and things of this nature are always very human-like. And, and, and you tend to make them more intelligent than yourselves, which, which is, is natural, believing that there, there are these great flaws in humanity. Understand that every single physical environment, and they are infinite, all physical environments are polarized and are contrasting and have their own unique set of challenges, if you will. A challenge that humanity is working through is all of the suffering that is created via your judgment of the experience that is being had. You are still holding on to this idea of some utopian perfection where life never ends and you are all abundant without challenges there are no obstacles in your world. You all agree and get along and everything is just working in harmony all the time and there is no discord whatsoever. That is how you exist in the energetic realm. There would be no need for physical environments if you did not have the contrast of the physical environment. So part of humanity's contrast is that you have developed this fear of death and that you have developed this, this suffering in the separation from experiences not just the human relationship experience, but multiple experiences. David and Michael have purchased a new home and, 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 and David is eager for what's next while Michael is, is mourning the loss of the, the current home. Hmm. Well, there's death and yeah, grieving experiences. The, the and grieving experience. The end uh, is a death. The 
beginning is a birth. Yeah. But David as long ago taught himself not to grieve the, the, the ending of a material experience. And that is his journey. It is not Michael's. There is no judgment from us regarding how those experiences are operated, but the, the beginning in the middle of, in the end of, of a material experience is, is rooted in, I will not have this joy of this thing again in the future. The same applies to the relationship experience. I will not have the joy that the child brought into my life in the future. I am mourning the loss of it. It is the experience that is being had. So there's certainly nothing wrong with it, but we want to point out that it is a, a matter of judgment. Not that that is bad, but simply point out that it is absolutely possible for a parent to be separated from their child and not have the grieving experience. To have the experience of the, the time with the child was the experience that was offered and the transition of the child was this beautiful, magical journey back to non-physical. It is possible. We are not guiding you or telling you that you have to do that. <laughs> but there is a level of sophistication that humanity is seeking. And for lack of a better term, it's sort of a package deal. In other words learning to move from experience to experience to experience and not needing to hoard or hold on to anything because you're trusting your abundance, you're trusting your eternal nature so deeply that anything that materializes that you enjoy, you enjoy it while you're having the experience. And if for some reason you demanifest it, which is vibrational flow can certainly cause that and it falls away, you can actually be joyful about the falling away of the experience or the material thing that you loved very much, appreciated very much, knowing that something else is going to emerge. The same thing can apply to human relationships, romantic relationships, family relationships, even parent-child relationships. That energy moves through other things. That There are experiences where a loved one will cross over and another loved one will appear in another way and you will notice similarities. Mm -hmm. David has a new dog that's, that, that's only been with him for a couple of weeks and he keeps calling it by the name of his former cat who has been dead for over a decade. <laughs> there is energy present that he is tapping into. And his, his ego is saying, am I going insane calling this dog by the cat's name the dog and the cat are, are not alike in personality. They look nothing alike, but there is an energy present that he has an awareness of, and, and it, is, it is causing this perceived trip up of calling the dog by the cat's name. But of course, strands of consciousness, we speak of vibrational neighbors. So you do have vibrational neighbors. And in terms of levels of sophistication, a cat and a dog are, are not far apart in levels of sophistication in terms of, of having an energy experience. So certainly that can happen. And when you start thinking on that plane, suddenly the idea of a being, a physical being coming into and out of your experience doesn't have to be mourned. It does not have to be manifested in that form. It can be without judgment, certainly, but it does not have to be. And that's what we're trying to point out to all of you, that all of your suffering is rooted in judgment always. And there are those of you that hear this that say, well, I would always mourn the loss of a child. You can. 
you can have that experience if you choose. We are simply pointing out that it's your choice because there are some parents who have children that are born into illness immediately. They are, they are sick from, the, from, from birth. They have the, the sick child experience and they cross over at a very early age. And very often you will hear the parents, even if they are in sorrow, describe that child as a very enlightened being. Mm-hmm. very bright light, very at peace, very sophisticated strand of consciousness. And, and, and going back to the soul contract topic, that's exactly what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. The strand of consciousness that is so far along in its sophistication that it is seeking a more challenging earthly experience. This is why a more sophisticated strand of consciousness projecting in may project into terminal cancer at birth, may project into poverty, our genocide, our abusive parents, our being aborted, or any of these things that you judge as human beings as that should not be. But from the consciousness perspective, there is no such thing as that should not be. So you are wanting to have a sophisticated experience, project into poverty, project into a severely mentally ill mother, project into terminal cancer, Spend your, your, your days on earth in a children's hospital. Be the bright light if that is the path. And then have the crossing over experience, having touched the lives of everyone that came in contact, and then have a, 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 perhaps a mournful experience, but a deeper understanding of. So the parents that have the experience of the terminally ill child from birth aren't as mournful as the ones whose child is is taken from them instantaneously without any expectation because they've manifested that experience. And we are not saying they caused the death. You you are all about cause and blame and all of these things. We are not about that at all. The energetic realm is not about cause and fault and blame about anything. It is all simply an experience. All, All of humanity, all of creation, is nothing more than a collection of physical experiences. All physical experiences flow in and they flow out. They are vibrational manifestations, always of consciousness, always. And is not about an intentional choice very often because your thoughts and your vibrations are bouncing all over the place because you're in this polarized environment. You're moving through vibrational flow. There are things that trigger you because of these walls that you've built from from things that have have happened in your past. And sometimes your vibration is simply lower. Sometimes you are just falling into an unwanted manifestation or a demanifestation of something that is wanted, but it's all part of the journey. And the more you allow the magic of the journey to be the thing that ignites you, the more you allow the collection of experiences that you've had just to move in and move out, the more you go back into your history. And we understand that there are some teachers that, that guide you away from this. We would never do this. We, we, we always want you to reimagine backward and forward from your now moment. But spend time in deep appreciation and gratitude and experiencing your now moment. But when you're pondering your past and when you're dreaming of your future, understand that all of it is your consciousness creation, backward and forward. And if you are steeped in triggers and trauma and pain and things that need to be quote unquote healed in your past, it's time to go back through that past stuff and rework it a bit, shine the light of appreciation on all of it. 
Appreciation is that bright light of deep understanding. I understand you. I understand why you came and why you left. I understand this is all a temporary journey for all beings. I understand that this is something that I'm experiencing now and needing it to last forever and needing it not to go away and moving into that fear of it, of it demanifesting is holding me away from my joy of it in my now and more than likely causing the demanifestation of it. But even when you do that, don't beat yourselves up because that is the human journey that you came here for. You came here to have this collection of magical experiences, both wanted and not wanted, that you all manifest for yourselves. And if you detune your judgment and you detune your fear of everything, notice how when you make it general of detuning fear and judgment, not eradicating, but detuning systematically detuning fear and judgment, noticing when it shows up, shifting your thinking, moving your vibration up in that moment, and then refocusing on that topic, whatever it is from that higher vantage point. And then understanding that that is the detuning process, finding that deep understanding of anything on any topic, finding appreciation for it, appreciating the experience that was manifested regardless of how it's judged in the matrix, because beyond the matrix, it is not judged at all. So we really are that powerful that we come here autonomous, can have our journey, have our experience, create whatever we want, and just always be in appreciation of everything we've come here for. Um, one of the things that uh, you had mentioned, which I find interesting, is you mentioned the, um, our consciousness and why we come here. But there are other conscious beings on earth as well, meaning our pets, animals, trees, plants. How do humans, like the human vessel, our consciousness going in a human form, how does that differ from these other consciousness levels? Can we decide to come in as a cat, for example? It's something I've, I've never really connected with, never really thought can be done. I guess I'm trying to find the difference between like the human consciousness and that those sparked beings compared to, um, you know, in the matrix, there's considered lower beings who aren't as worthy, which I, I don't believe at all. I'm not saying I believe any of that, just a matrix concept that animals are so different than us. They're not like part of anything. And I know that we're all one, everything on earth. So can you talk to the souls of those beings of, um, you know, animals, plants, trees, things like that. There is source consciousness in all physical creation. So the, 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 the smallest form of physical that you have yet identified all the way to humanity, all has source consciousness in it, part of it, but there is a, there, there is a distinction between a, a, a being that is operating in consciousness and certainly a distinction between the level of consciousness that the physical vehicle is experiencing. And there is a difference. So when you, you, you think in terms of your strand of consciousness coming in and out, in and out, in and out, being born, having the life experience, crossing over and coming back again, the energetic realm does not really operate that way. That is a human perception because it is something that, that makes sense to you as, as a physical being an independent strand of consciousness. The strand of consciousness is all consciousness. 
So the same consciousness that, that you perceive as you is in the grain of sand, is in the insect, is in the clump of dirt, is in the rock, in the crystal, and certainly every, every plant and animal in your environment, your entire environment. Your entire environment is an, is an amalgam of what you would consider organic matter that springs forth from consciousness, expands into a formation of consciousness, meaning that consciousness is going to decide, am I going to be a tree? Am I going to be a dog? Am I going to be a human being? And moves through a physical journey, a beginning, a middle, and an end, has the ending experience, has the larger part of that consciousness withdrawn from it, but there is still uh, sort of like if, if you have something that is a, electricity is energy. And, and, and when David was young, he used to play with, with opening things up and seeing how they worked. And he was always told that there was stored energy and he needed to be careful because even though it wasn't plugged into the wall, it wasn't functioning anymore, there could still be stored energy and there could be. You are the same. Your physical vehicle is the same. The larger part of consciousness is withdrawn to allow the physical demise to return that physical vehicle to the earth just as when you live in the city and you're taking your weekend trip to the beach, as we have stated, you're going to rent a car to do that. You're going to rent this convertible to go out to the beach for the weekend. When you come back, you're going to return that to the rental car company. You don't need it anymore, but there is some of your energy that is, is in it. Some of your DNA is certainly in it, right? So you, you've left an imprint in that vehicle, but you are not experiencing the vehicle any longer. It's the same thing. Understand that all creation is a wormhole of creation. So every single thing is a reflection of the next thing. So your trip to the beach, this is, this is a, a fantastic analogy for your utilization of your physical vehicle. You rent the car, you enjoy the car, you use the car to experience, have the beach experience. You come back to the city, you turn the car in. You're no longer worried about the car, but there's aspects of the car that, that you're still tied to. So that physical vehicle then gets returned to planet Earth and becomes Earth by design. Your, your entire planet is essentially dead stuff. Your entire planet, your entire planet is something that went through a life journey, returned itself to what you now call the Earth environment that created the Earth environment from the very first little microscopic speck. The entire environment is just that. That's why you, you, you use organic matter to fertilize and feed other organic matter. That's why life consumes life no matter what. So when, when, when some, some human beings come to us and say, what should I be eating and what should I not be eating? The answer is anything and everything. You've all gotten together as human beings and decided to not eat one another by and large. That is part of the matrix, but again, we are not judging your matrix. If you've all decided that, that is that is how you're operating. But some of you decide to eat animals, and some of you do not. There is no judgment from us around that whatsoever. All of you need to eat something that was once alive. All of you, life feeds life, and the 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 withdrawn consciousness, physical vehicle, return to Earth feeds Earth. Your physical vehicles by universal design were designed to return to earth. 
not to be put placed in a box, although eventually that will be a return to earth. So from the consciousness perspective, the stream said from the consciousness perspective, there's nothing that should not be. So from the consciousness perspective of a highly evolved soul who's chosen a lot of different experiences in the human form could, could essentially choose to be a cat in the next. In anything is possible. Anything is possible. Most things are not probable. That, that is our tagline for humanity. Because in terms of sophistication, consciousness isn't in and out, in and out, in and out anyway. But the expression of consciousness seeking greater degrees of sophistication are going to be seeking more sophisticated vehicles to facilitate that sophistication. A, a, the cat vehicle is not as sophisticated as the human vehicle. Mm -hmm. And there are other physical vehicles and endless other environments that offer the higher sophistication experience that humanity is only going to deliver so much of. So being expansive strands of consciousness to speak in terms of linear in and out, in and out, in and out in, in, in service to you you would not go backward in, in sophistication. You would go forward in sophistication just naturally. Okay. okay. So those of you that wish to come back as your cat and, and lays around all day <laughs> on the lounge chair, that, that is going back to that sort of utopian environment. However, there's not enough sophistication offered there in most cases to satisfy the strand of consciousness desire for, for an elevated experience. But some strand of consciousness somewhere from somewhere is coming forth to be to be the creatures, to be the bugs, to be the cats, the trees. Absolutely. And, and and there are, and understand in terms of creation, your point of reference is planet Earth and the scale of planet Earth. Mm -hmm. Understand every building block of your creation is a universe unto itself. Mm -hmm. And your universe is a building block in another universe type environments building block of creation mm -hmm. so your, your your planet your solar system your universe even is a speck of dust in the universe of another infinitely wow. so can we incarnate on another universe another planet you kind of mentioned that your, your consciousness earlier. is source you are omnipresent and omniscient there are infinite possibilities for you to have incarnation signifies sort of in and out, in and out, in and out. It, it is a, a consciousness expressing in physical in, in outside of linear time. So can we occupy uh, several worlds, you do. so to speak, you, you, at you, the same your, time? Your consciousness is occupying all that is all the time. There, there is a, a more dialed in focus that is also infinite, but it is, it, it is energetic, so it is much more gray than in and out, in and out, or you're in 42 experiences at once. That, that's a very human, uh, e egocentric mindset, which is to be expected because you're, you are a human being. So thinking in terms of that. That's why when you, you start delving into other worlds and aliens and other lives and all of these things, we tend to refocus you back into the life that you're in. 
simply because all of that is so infinite, it's beyond your comprehension. And all there is an impact of all of those things or an effect, we should say, of all of those things in your current human form, the experience that you're having. But it's more about flavoring you. It's more about creating the unique consciousness being that you all are. It is much more about that. And so the, the idea of, of, of healing and generational karma and all of these things, that is indeed a human created tool that, that has service at its root, but it's largely misunderstood when you're thinking in terms of in, out, in, out, in, out, you are in these, this many other beings, you're having these other experiences, or you've been this many things and you shall be that many things. And certainly the idea that you will no longer be flowing through physical at some point all of that is, is matrix. All of that is a, a human created matrix to make sense of the energetic realm. But your making sense of the energetic realm has value. And if you need to think of it in terms of that to, to take you to the next place, then use those tools. But your being is source. Your being is eternal. Your being is in all places and all things at, at, at varying degrees. And your being is seeking expansion through becoming a more sophisticated version of itself. So you are projected into this physical vehicle, becoming a more sophisticated version of you. And the value of the experience that you're in is in the experience. Beautiful. That was, that was wonderful. You really just gave me a lot of clarity about an ayahuasca experience I had many <laughs> years ago that were kind of everything all at once, everywhere, experiencing everything on some level. And it doesn't, you know, we, the humans need to make sense of that, but we, we don't because we're part of that <laughs> nonsense. It, 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 the, the, the morning of the consciousness, the, 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 the strand, the, the, the topic that you're, you're delving into here is the same thing as well. You have this consciousness version of, of what you are, mm -hmm. and you are seeking for that to be eternal and to have other experiences, but still be you. Right. It is the same thing as you mourning the loss of, of the child or the, the other being that you appreciated very deeply and physical. In the energetic realm, you are not mourning the loss of, of the being that you perceive as you. It's an independent, singular, unique experience that source is here to have. And we understand why you want to think that you are going to be you, but you are much more than that. Mm -hmm. You are much, much more than that. Enjoy the you that you are in this experience and be in the experience and understand that you're an eternal strand of consciousness. There are infinite experiences. We guide you to that to, to largely take the pressure off of the life that you're in. And to take the fear of, of death away because it's, it's just a weekend trip anyway. It really is beautiful and sounds so simple. And, you know, when I'm talking to the stream, it just, it, it is just a simple process. Like just enjoy your experiences and then transition out when you need to. And it's, uh, it's, it's comforting knowing that uh, there is a simplicity to it. We just make it complicated and we don't have to. <laughs> We the matrix makes it very it. fearful and very complicated. And when you get to the, the, to the outer edge of this conversation, if you are truly an eternal being having a temporary physical experience, 
There's no pressure on life because it simply is what it is. And if your being were to completely be extinguished at the end of your physical life, you end up at the same space. If all of your, your atheists are, are correct that there is no energetic realm and there's nothing beyond your own consciousness, you come back to the same space of it doesn't matter because you were physical while you were physical. You had the experience that you had. All of your suffering was a matter of judgment and you can hold more joy in your now when you're not fretting about the, the future. It works the same regardless of your belief system. Thank Beautiful. you. With much love, that is what we have. This episode doesn't have to end here. You can join us over on Patreon for the roundtable discussion of everything the stream shared today and how to apply it in your life. Join us at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David. I hope to see you over there. <laughs>